What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Struggle of Strength podcast, your source for real-life application on how to turn your struggles into strengths and all things mind, muscle, and money. I am your host, Josh Levine. I'm joined here by my longtime friend and my co-host, Travis Hatch, and today, oh, y'all, today, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I got to get some shit off my chest, dude. <laughs> Let's get it off. Today, we're going to talk about why Weight Watchers and fad diets and keto and... Atkins and all these, all this shit's making you fat. It's making you fat and unhealthy. God damn it. God damn it. And I just, I, I'm sick of the industry lying to people and making them think that changing your physique and improving your health is easy. Like it took y'all, it took some, if it takes you 20 years to get unhealthy and overweight, why is the whole 30 diet going to fix you in a month? That, that's not how things work. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you do. And I'm glad that you do, because if, if not, I'm just going to literally rant for an hour. <laughs> and I don't know if it'll be very fun to listen to. So I need someone to like control me right now. Like I said, my wa my watch said my heart rate's 48, but I think it's 148. Yeah. I might have I missed it. It missed a decimal. Yeah. <laughs> so, or a couple commas. So, yeah, I, these, fat, these fat diets, y'all, they're not... <laughs> They're not, it's not it. Yeah. It's not it. Y'all, the, the quick fixes, you know, even like the, the fit teas and the sweet sweats, y'all, if y'all want to lose 20 pounds and that's it, you just want to see a number on the scale, I get you to lose 20 pounds by tomorrow. Take some laxatives, some fit tea, shit your brains out, go in a sauna. Go pass out in the sauna. Like, <laughs> the number on the scale doesn't matter. It's, it's your internal health and what your exterior looks like. Forget the number on the scale. All these fad diets are based on the number on the scale because that's what the industry knows that you care about. Like you're so emotionally attached to it, but that's not what health is indicated by. That's one of my questions. We, we can get into that in more detail later, but like why do people care so much about what their number is on the scale? I, I, you know, I don't know. I think at some point we're putting numbers onto things that, and we're getting emotional about them and no good decision is ever made from a place of emotion. Like when you're making decisions, we leave emotion out of it. That's why as a coach, I look at your data with zero emotion. It's just data to me. It's, yeah. it's logic and data. And that's why I can assess so well. That's why people can't assess themselves well because they get emotional about their decision-making and what they're doing in their protocols. So yeah, people get attached to a number on a scale. I've had clients who weigh, you know, for example, a female weighs 119 pounds um, or 115 pounds and physique is improving phenomenally because they're building muscle. Once they get to 119, I've had this with a couple females who are like, I'm not going to lie, that 120 is really scary to me. I'm like, You're, you look better than ever. Yeah. Like, Okay, body dysmorphia is real, and it's a bitch, and I suffer from it, and I think most people do. Yeah, I do. Every, yeah, I everybody do does. Yeah. Everybody has bad body image If you days. don't, you know what? Fuck <laughs> if you. If you don't, yeah, fuck you. Where, <laughs> what planet you are you perfect from? perfect-ass motherfucker. <laughs> it's just not, it's not likely that you don't suffer from some sort of body dysmorphia at some point in your life. Yeah. Especially with Instagram and, like, going back to magazine covers. This I'll be shit's like, been around forever. I'll be like going to bed like after I haven't worked out in enough days and I'm like, I'm morbidly obese. And then I just like hit a workout the next day and I'm like, oh, I'm jacked. Like it's like <laughs> really not that much of a difference, man. In like 
six hours or yeah. whatever. It's like a very bipolar view of yourself. Yeah, like what is wrong with me? <laughs> but it's because we get so emotionally attached to things and we're always being fed this bullshit by either the media or some shit on Instagram, whether it's social media or uh, mainstream media about what you should look like, what you should be eating, what's good, what's bad. Y'all, we can't demonize shit like that. Some of these diets are based on telling you like whole 30 is something where people remove quote unquote bad foods for a right. month. And they basically just eat like sugar and protein. I mean, not sugar, like fruits and protein uh, and, and things like that. Y'all, like, there's no good or bad foods. There's just better or worse times to eat them. Mm -hmm. If I told you that you can never... And maybe never, bad quantities. And maybe bad quantities, but, like, like what's, what's like, a favorite food of yours that, like, you know is a treat? Uh, I literally smashed it right before this, which is uh, Wendy's chicken like sandwich Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich yeah. and that's oh, candy so good. and that's awesome but it's so good yeah I was fucking stressed <laughs> out as hell and I was like dude I really I haven't had like a treat in a while like I'm gonna go grab some candy at Wendy's yeah but if if like as part of your program I was like you can never have a Wendy's chicken sandwich ever again right I'd be like yeah I'm and, on board and then like 48 hours later be like, ah, <laughs> yeah I don't know and that's that. just one thing so all these fad diets are removing multiple things and it's just not sustainable. And y'all, if it's not sustainable, it's not successful. I don't, yeah. I will fight to the death anybody on that. That's why I don't believe in keto. That's why I don't believe in paleo. That's why I don't believe in any of these fad diets. I believe in lifestyle. If it's not something that you can do for the rest of your life, why are you doing it? If it's something that you have to keep doing over and over again, then it's not even something that is working. No, yeah. You know, if, if you go back to a fad diet because it worked for you, I hate to break it to you, but like it didn't work. Right. You know, if, if every time you do this diet, every time you do Atkins, you lose 15 pounds. What do you mean? Every time, how many times have you done it? Why do you keep having to do it? Yeah. What? Because you keep getting the weight back. I just learned this today, Robert Atkins. Um, I didn't know he had passed away. Um, he, so he passed away. He, I guess he had a head injury and he was admitted to the hospital and they put him into a coma or he was in a coma for nine days. When he went into the hospital, he weighed 195 pounds. When he died nine days later, he weighed 258 pounds. Holy shit. How, like, how's that even happen? My, my theory, and I don't, this is just how I'm thinking of this and what I know about Atkins is Atkins is a restrict, it's, it's basically keto. He rebranded keto. So it's mm. a carbohydrate restricted diet. He probably got about 5% of his total daily caloric intake from carbohydrates. Carbohydrates ha hold about four times their weight in water. So like one gram of carbohydrate will hold about four, about four grams of water. It's like 3.7 or something like that. Okay. So I, I would assume that when you're in a coma, they have to feed you, right? Like they yeah. have to feed you to keep you alive. No way they're just giving this dude his Atkins diet shit, right? right? Yeah. So like they're he's getting carbohydrates. Sort of weird, like... It's the formula. I've had that formula because yeah. I had a feeding tube right. in my face one time. Um, first off, it's it like was, baby. It's, like... Dude, it's basically, yeah, it's basically baby formula. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it fucked up my gut. So I had a ton of inflammation. So I would assume some of his weight came from inflammation because he was probably not, if you're not used to it and then you give like a full grown man enough to keep them alive, even yeah. though he's not doing anything, yeah. Uh, up like a balloon. you'll probably blow up like a balloon. It's probably a lot of inflammation. Second of all, it's not keto. 
Right. Like they have, they're pretty high in carbs. They're high in fats. Um, not that being high in fats is not keto, but they're high in carbs. So that's a lot of water to retain when he probably hadn't had a carb since like 2004, like Derek and stepbrothers. Right. Like I, I oil these babies up with keels every morning in the shower. I haven't had a carb since 2004. You see this shit? Well, fuck you, Derek. I dare you to have a carb. You'll blow up like a goddamn balloon. So why is that? Because there's no carbs in his system and they're not, and carbs hold like a lot of water. Exactly. Carbs hold water. So when you go on to a carbohydrate restricted diet and like, especially when calories are equated, like if you were eating 2000 calories of your normal diet, and then you went on 2000 calories of just proteins and fats, you would lose weight, but it's water. Mm -hmm. because even though like you're not losing fat, you're eating, you're eating the same amount of calories. Like the law of thermodynamics does, does not discriminate. Like you have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Um, especially if like internal health is, is good and hormones are, are in consideration. Um, so yeah, you would lose water weight because like you're holding less water. Think about if you like put a bowl of uh, like water in a bowl of oatmeal, right? Like it soaks all that up and, for lack of a better analogy, like the same thing kind of happens in your body. Like they, it holds water. So that's where your weight loss comes from. If you go on a carbohydrate restricted diet, like keto, like uh, Atkins and for all the people who are keto, who are listening, like I know y'all think that, you know, your body turns into like a fat burning machine, but like physiology disagrees with you. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> so in re is what's happening then that they're, you're not having carbs, so you're losing water weight. You're losing water weight. And when it comes to a lot of these carbohydrate-restricted diets, they're higher in protein and higher in fat. Now, you know, it's easy to eat a lot of fat. Like, overeat your fats. Fats have oh, nine yeah. calories I, per yeah. gram. Now that I've been like, counting, like, my, my macros, I eat... That's like the one, that's like the first thing that happens. Like, I yep. overeat my fat. Yep. It's you like the only... Fat. It's one of the only things that I have to, like be considerate of yeah is the fat if you want to be disappointed go way out like actual tablespoon of peanut butter yeah and realize that you've been having like three times that yeah and calling it a tablespoon um the other thing is with a lot of these diets um they encourage like keto for example people saturated fats just go through the roof yeah. Like the amount of unhealthy fats and not that sat, I'm going to, I'm not going to call saturated fat unhealthy because we do need a, a certain level of it. Um, I actually, I like getting most of my fats from meats. Um, but you're just overdoing it. I mean, like people, be, people, people are like, Oh, I'm going keto hashtag health. And then they have like a pound of bacon for breakfast. Right. <laughs> and you're like, how are your arteries, bro? Yeah. <laughs> So let's, because uh, I'm I'm curious about the whole scale thing, and mm -hmm. you probably have a lot of experience dealing with people with scale anxiety or whatever you want to call it. But let's just start off with uh, defining what we're talking about. So, what is a fad diet, and what are some examples of fad diets? So, a fad diet is a it, well, it it is a fad, like it's a diet that doesn't last for long. Usually, it's been popularized by either mainstream or social media or some celebrity did it. And people were like, Oh my God, Christian Bale, how'd you lose 200 pounds to do your role in uh, the machinist or whatever? Um, an extreme case, but uh, 
I also like to think of them as called fad diets because the, like the diet is literally not, you can't sustain it for a long time. It comes and goes like a fad does. So like there's the whole 30, there's keto, there's paleo, there's weight watchers. Um, there's the, like this thing called the last chance diet, uh, which is a very low calorie diet. And you know, I, I think a lot of doctors prescribe very low calorie diets. Y'all, by the way, doctors are not nutritionists. They yeah. take like one nutrition course. Maybe some course. of them are. Maybe, but like the like most doctors, most MDs. Yeah, take an like MD one is not a nutritionist. No. Some of them maybe become nutritionists later. But. Yeah, no, they're not. Um, but yeah, there's like Whole30. There's the Daniel Fast or Shepherd Diet, which I guess Chris Pratt did. There's like a lunar diet called, I think it's like the werewolf diet or something where you fast during the full moon. Ow. For real, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a whole bunch of weird things and most of them were popularized by celebrities and right. like, and cause why are celebrities doing it though? Like they're, they're looking, f they're looking for a quick thing to lose weight for a role for a role. And then there's like a big marketing machine behind it. And they're like, Hey, at the same time, we'll break you off a quarter million dollars if you promote this thing. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, fuck it. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's literally for their job. So like, they don't care. Like, if y'all think Christian, what's Christian Bale does to his body is healthy. You're horribly mistaken. Yeah. Like the dude went from weighing like 113 pounds. He's also weighed like 250 because it's for the role. He gets paid for that. It, it comes to a point in Hollywood where yes, they have like nutritionists. They have all these people. They have nutritionists. They have a trainer. They have like steroid cycles and shit like for action movies. Like, what they are doing is tied to their income. What we are doing is tied to your health and your longevity. Those are not the yeah. same thing. Actors are getting paid based off of their role. You are, if you're a normal person, you need to get paid for as long as physically possible. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you don't want to like medically not be able to work like, halfway through your life yeah and like that's the point that should be the point point. and for real some of these Not diets like, are dangerous yeah and like maybe there are some examples of times when some version of this would be good like if you're trying to lose weight for like your wedding or whatever it is like some sort of event would i say? wouldn't even i wouldn't even say it no there's i mean there's a better way to do it. if you know if you know you're getting married it's not in like three weeks you know you've got like a year to get ready for your wedding right. so like Hire a coach, get do it the healthy way. Don't just like starve yourself for a month before the wedding to lose 20 pounds of water weight and like maybe a little bit of fat. Your body won't even look that different. Do it the right way. You're going to look great. Have you ever seen a healthy person that doesn't look good? No. You know? So like focus on getting healthy. Yeah. All these fad diets are doing is fucking up your internal systems. But I have I seen a lot of people who probably don't weigh very much on the scale that don't look good. Yes. So yeah, like they're um, like, the term it's not even like necessarily. Yeah. It's not even necessarily what you, what you actually should want. No. And it's not about the number on the scale. It's about what your internal health is. So when people start working with me, I physiology always comes first. I optimize your internal health first, because if you're not healthy, then your body's not going to respond the way that we want it to. Like if you've been yo-yo dieting for years or decades, some of these people that I work with, like nothing about your internal health 
is optimal. Your thyroid is probably downregulated. Your metabolism is downregulated. Your fasted blood glucose is probably over the, all over the place. Your cortisol levels are probably completely ass backwards. You're probably not sleeping well. Nothing about your biofeedback looks good, and that's why you're not responding. So we go to fix that first, and then the weight loss comes. And we're going to do it without jacking up your internal function. Like we're, we're not going to, we're, we're going to fix you. Right. Yeah. And to get you healthy and you're going to look healthy. Yeah. So like Weight Watchers, Atkins, those are probably the only two that I know. But I also have heard of like paleo and keto as being like very popular. Would mm -hmm. you consider those like the same thing or are they different? To are each they, other? Yeah. Like our... Our paleo, keto, Atkins, like Atkins and Weight Watchers is what I remember hearing like back in the day. Yeah. Weight like, Watchers is still it's like been like around forever. Very popular. Um, but like paleo and so keto, stupid. is it the same like group of things? Because like, would you consider also like, you know, like uh, vegetarian, vegan? Like that's not really the same thing. That's more no, of, like, not a really. Lifestyle. And paleo and keto are like paleo is based on the paleolithic era, like what cavemen would eat. Right. It's basically like when. Um, when farming emerged, what did we have available then? Like we don't, we didn't have like processed foods. You couldn't like go to a convenience store and like get a bag of Doritos. Um, so it's a lot of like dairy products, a lot of legumes, a lot of grains, uh, obviously like meat, um, basically anything a caveman or a, someone in the stone age would eat. Okay. Keto is just removing basically an entire macronutrient. Granted, is carbohydrates, carbs. which granted carbohydrates are not essential for life. Like we can live without carbohydrates, can't live without proteins and fats. Um, and so keto is just basically removing those carbohydrates or reducing them down to about 5% of your total daily intake. But my question here is like, okay, we know that carbohydrates are the body's preferred source of energy. Right. Why would you not have them well i think the only logical answer to me is that because it gets you your think, quickest because uh, people think carbs make you fat yeah well yeah i mean that <laughs> that obviously but also it probably gets you your fastest uh reaction like your probably your fastest reaction would be to like like you said like take some diuretics and go into like this like be, do it like a boxer would do they can lose like 20 pounds in a day yeah they're not, they'll die if they stay like that, <laughs> yeah. but like they can do it. So I feel like that's kind of like the next step. Like you want to lose 20 pounds in like a week or whatever. Yeah. Cut all mm -hmm. this out, lose water weight, whatever, but it, it's not health. It's not healthy and it's not going to be sustainable. Yeah. Like it's you're not going to gain it back. Dude. Imagine never eating carbs again. Yeah. It just doesn't never. make any sense. And, and I will say I, I can see some application for the ketogenic diet in a medical setting. Because carbs hold so much weight in water, they are inflammatory. So if you are suffering from a condition that would benefit from reducing inflammation, I could see that. But keto is, let's, like, let's get this straight. Keto is not a weight loss diet, mm -hmm. quote unquote. And it's also not a performance diet. And what we're doing in physique enhancement in, in, in optimizing health is kind of performance-based. Like, we want to perform at a high level. So why would we get rid of the body's preferred source of energy? So keto and paleo, I don't, I don't think they're as popular um, among 
the weight loss crowd. Keto, maybe. But for, for God knows what reason, uh, paleo is pretty popular in CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely heard that. I don't really know the connection, but I do know that it's popular in CrossFit. Okay. Like most CrossFitters I've met at some point have been paleo. Yeah. And I don't Would you consider paleo why. more kind of like um like being vegan or vegetarian? It's um, not really like a it's not like a fad diet, but it's like a, a like a lifestyle. It can be a lifestyle. Yeah. I just don't think it's a because you a, get all the food groups. You're just eating in a. I don't think it's, it's a sustainable lifestyle because right. like z- zero processed foods. Basically, I don't know. I just don't think as much as we want to hope we, we want to try to get as much of our food as possible from Whole Foods. Like, let's be real. We live in 2021. Yeah, like processed food is everywhere. You're just never gonna have any. Well, I think it goes. I think it definitely goes hand in hand with like the CrossFit mentality of being like, just like over the top hardcore about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm ready at any given second to fucking kill you. And I eat like a caveman always. And I never make mistakes. <laughs> I, I can see that. Like, uh, like so hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're going to get hated on for this. Don't, don't cancel us for this. We didn't want to get canceled until 2023. Yeah. I got three more years to get canceled. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, what about, uh, what just kind of almost like a sidebar. What do you think about the carnivore diet? The carnivore. So here's my thing with all these diets. Um, I would never do the carnivore diet. I know like, for me to eat that many calories in just meat would fuck up my digestion to an absolutely miserable point because protein is really hard to digest. Um, I think carnivore carnivore is honestly kind of like keto. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just meat. So it's just protein and fat. Um, you're still removing an entire macronutrient. Here's my take on all of these diets that are, not really fads, but unfortunately, but, um, but more lifestyle is if it works for you, if you perform better, if your brain functions better, if your health is optimized, if it helps you in, in your life in general, by all means, go for it. That was my big take on like when game changers came out where they were really pushing the plant-based lifestyle and you know telling dudes that like you'd get better boners and shit mm-hmm. <laughs> like like if you try if you try a vegetarian or a vegan diet or a plant-based diet and you find that you have better performance um maybe increased libido maybe you get better erections maybe you have increased neurological function um and you you notice a difference and and it works better for you and you're healthy that way then do it yeah but don't do it because someone told you it was going to help you lose weight or because someone, this is a big thing I have with, with, um, and I know we had Tony on here, the vegan strongman. I think sometimes people turn their diet into like almost a religion Yeah, where they do, they will do it. And luckily for Tony, like obviously it works, the vegan diet works really well for him, but I feel like some people will be so emotionally attached to a diet that they ignore the signs that it's not actually good for their body. Yeah. And for some people, vegan works great. For some people, vegetarian works great. Like Jordan can't digest meat very well. Mm -hmm. So she's pesca, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like it wouldn't make sense 
for her to continue to eat meat because someone told her that, you know, if you don't eat meat, you're going to lose all your gains or something. Yeah. When it like really fucks up her stomach. Yeah. But it, there's also a big difference between like not eating meat and cutting out an entire, like yeah. all like not eating protein. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. It's a big difference between not eating meat and not eating protein. Like she's yeah. eating fish. She's eating, you know what I mean? Like she's, well, she's done her due diligence thing. to like learn how to do the diet. Right. Yeah. And that makes sense. Um, what about intermittent fasting? Intermittent fasting. So I actually do use intermittent fasting with some of my clients who have gut issues. Um, fasting in general, I would only recommend personally with, for people who either have gut issues or if people have a really hard time with compliance and overeating, if shortening your eating window is the only thing that'll help that, then okay. Um, but as a bodybuilder, we want a pretty consistent flow of protein. You know, we, we want to keep muscle protein synthesis high. Um, if we have gut issues, then giving the gut a break, even if it's just for a few hours longer each day, can be beneficial. As long as we're doing other things to supplement improving gut health, you know, reducing stress, implementing any supplements like glutamine and, and aloe if need be other things that we can do in conjunction with that because obviously we don't want to be doing anything like forever. Like I don't want you to be on glutamine and aloe forever. I don't want you to be intermittent fasting forever. Like the goal is to optimize your health and get you to a point where we can go back to normalcy because that's sustainable. Intermittent fasting forever isn't sustainable. So that's where I would use intermittent fasting. I think if people use it as a weight loss uh, approach just to like, like you're still eating the same amount of food. If you're not in a calorie deficit and you're healthy, like you're not going to lose weight just because you're eating a shorter in a shorter window. Mm-hmm. But if it helps you with compliance, then I could see the benefit. I think a lot of a lot of people when intermittent fasting first came out, they thought that there was a difference in the thermic effect of food, which is the amount of energy and calories that it takes to actually digest your food. But like it doesn't matter if you eat six meals throughout the day or three meals or two meals. It does have a different an impact on your gut. Like if you if if I ate like two meals a day, two two thousand calorie meals, I would feel terrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. It'd be so disgusting. Meanwhile, it would also be like the volume of food I couldn't even imagine. Like yeah. two thousand calories of the food I eat would so be much. massive. Um, but the thermic effect is the same. So it takes the same amount of energy to digest, no matter how many meals you split that up into. Right. That was also a thing back in the day where people. I think had the idea that bodybuilders split their meals up across five, six meals. meals Yeah. Yeah, Because, you know, they thought that it would have an effect on the thermic effect of food. Speed up your metabolism. Something like, like you know, what everybody always said. But y'all, like if you've ever eaten four five, 6,000 calories a day, you just have to eat it in six meals. Yeah. Like it's just a lot of food. Like that's, that's why we do it. So that's, that's my take on intermittent fasting. I think it's, uh, you know, I, I basically use it as a way to give the gut a break when we're optimizing gut health. Cool. So obviously people are super attracted to these fad diets. Like they are probably attracted to them because there's a ton of marketing behind them and they get quick results and they don't know enough to know that the results are bad results and shortly lived results. Mm-hmm. By um, results, you mean the the scale goes down. The scale goes the down. The number on the yeah. scale goes down. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, 
So what's uh what's the alternative? Like what's the better alternative? What should people be doing? The alternative is to actually take the time to optimize your health. People get attracted to these fad diets because they're promised something quick and easy and f- like fast. Something like, "Oh, don't worry. You won't have to work that hard. I know it's taking you 20 years to get, you know, unhealthy and overweight, but we can fix that in 30 days." Yeah. Right? Same thing with like 6-minute abs. You're not going to get abs in 6 minutes. Okay, like all this is just marketing. So the alternative is to actually take the time. And when I say time, I mean like six months, a year, two years. Right. To actually work with someone who can optimize your internal health to fix your thyroid from the yo-yo dieting, to fix your downrated regulated metabolism, not to say your metabolism is broken. It's not exactly what it's supposed to do, but to get it really cooking. Mm-hmm. right? Um, to fix your nutrient partitioning, to fix your sleep, to fix your stress, to fix your digestion, to fix all these things that were negatively impacted by the yo-yo dieting and the fat diets that you've been trying for so long. And it's not your fault. You've just been sold. Yeah. Like the mark, like marketing works. You've just been sold. And so the right way to do this is to work with someone who understands how to fix that, optimize your internal health, reverse diet you likely because if you've been fat dieting for long enough you're probably eating poverty calories right reverse diet you as we see all biofad feedback start to improve a lot of times we see some uh improvements in body composition and maybe even a little bit of weight loss from reducing stress improving sleep improving digestion things like that um and then you can you earn your fat loss phase so all of this, a lot of work that we do with clients that comes to that come to us is like pre, it's like diet prep. It's like pre-diet stuff. So we have to get you healthy. We have to get your metabolism cranking. And you have to earn your fat loss phase. And it's it takes time. And I, I try to be upfront with people like that. Like if 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 you come to me and you just want to lose weight, like now, I'm and if you're not healthy and you're not in a place for a fat loss phase, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Right? Like go do a fat diet again. But if you want long-term sustainable results and you don't want to have to do a fad diet again, come to me and we'll optimize your internal health. We'll get you healthy. We'll get you eating more food than you could ever imagine, which gives you so much more freedom in your life. And at the same time, you're not going to gain any weight is the goal, right? Usually in a reverse diet, we body weight gain, if any, is like a couple pounds. Sometimes you have to gain a couple pounds to get healthy. Yeah. And then we set you up for a really successful fat loss phase where instead of dieting from, you know, like 14 or 1500 calories, where are you going to go from there? You have to be in a calorie deficit, right? What are you going to go to a thousand calories a day? Like a doctor would prescribe the whole nother story. I fucking can't stand that shit. Um, no, we, we reverse diet you up to 2,500, 3,000 calories, depending on if you're male or female, your size, your weight, how much muscle you have, your biofeedback, what it allows. And then you have so much more room. If you start from 2,500 calories and go down to 2,000, that's a 3,500 calorie deficit per week. That's a pound of fat. So you'll lose one to two pounds per week. And then we can we still have room to move after that. So we go through, we, we earn your fat loss phase, and then we go through your fat loss phase. And then here's where most, and, and I, this is probably a bullshit statistic at this point, but the, the, the stat that gets thrown around the industry is that 90% of diets fail. And I don't know how accurate that is, but it's not the diet that fails. 
it's what happens after the diet. Like the diet is easy. Like create a rev- create a calorie deficit. Even if you were eating like 1500 calories, we could create a calorie deficit just by moving more and eating less. Is it going to fuck up your internal health? Probably. That's why I don't do it. That's why we earn our diet first. We go th- we optimize health, we go through a reverse diet, we earn our fat loss phase. So the f- the the diet is easy. After the diet, after you've lost the weight, that's where the diets fail. Because what do most people do after they've gotten their their weight loss? Is they're like, okay, I either just like stay here forever, I guess, because if I eat more, I'm going to get fat. Or they think, cool, diet's over. Go back to the way I was eating before. Yeah. Like, or, and they're just, they're just like waiting for it to be over mm-hmm. because it sucks. They're <laughs> doing something horrible and unsustainable. Exactly. And because they're probably starving. So the point is get you into a position where you are losing weight while also not being starving. And, and like not being like so fucking miserable and yeah. such a bad and, shit. And you're going to be hungry in a fat loss phase. Like, yeah. like if you're eating less calories than your body is burning, like your body's going to tell you that you're hungry. Right. Like you're going to have leptin and ghrelin and other hormonal discrepancies or changes rather that are going to make you feel hungry and, uns- and, and, and unsatiated to try to get you to eat more because your body doesn't want to change. So, but the point is you go through your fat loss phase and especially when you're with a good coach, like I, I take a, a flexible dieting approach where I was talking to one of my clients today. She's got a, uh, a work event with her husband's at her husband's work. They're doing a, a night at Benihana on Friday. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like I'm, I'm nervous. I'm like, yo, yo, calm down. Like we're flexible. This is flexible dieting. Just figure out what you're going to eat. Benihana's a chain, right? So you can go into my fitness pal and say, okay, cool. I'm going to get the filet and shrimp from Benihana. I'm going to add the, the, the fried rice that they give me. Eh, fuck it. Maybe I'll have a margarita or a Mai Tai. Like yeah. throw, whatever, throw that in there. And then the rest of your day. Rest of your day, just build around it. So you're still hitting your macros. So you're never going to, you're not going to have that like, crazy craving of i haven't had a carb since 2004 i'm freaking out man yeah right like you get to enjoy some of these things albeit in moderation but then when you get to the end of your fat loss phase that's when we reverse diet you back up again so that just like the first time we slowly increase calories at the end of a fat loss phase a lot of times like your internal health isn't great because your body's been kind of like trying to survive and we know it's okay like we have access to food, we know you're gonna live, but your body from the Stone Age or before that still has the same metabolism. So your your metabolism is thinking, shit, we're getting less food. We gotta like slow down and for lack of a better term. So we reverse diet you and most people can maintain their their body composition for the most part throughout that reverse diet. So you can look the same after your fat loss phase and we can increase your calories back up to like 2,500 calories. Sometimes you even continue to improve body composition and lose a couple more pounds during that reverse phase because your body is getting, it's, it's, it's getting less stressed because it's not worried about where its food's coming from and it's, it's, it's operating more efficiently. So then you're back up to say 2,500 calories. I got a girl right now, Brittany, who's eating, we went through a first fat loss phase and she looks phenomenal. Like she's amazing. And we ended her fat loss phase around 15, 1,450, 1,500 calories. And we've reverse dieted her back up. She looks better now than she did in the beginning of her reverse diet. She 
is eating 2,200 calories a day, which is like, the quality of life is amazing. You get to eat 2,200 calories a day and look great. And we're going to just do the same thing. We go through another fat loss phase. And when you get to your goal physique, we just reverse you back up and then you stay there. Yeah. And that's sustainable. Like you get to look that way and eat forever. Right. That's the right way to do it. And that's what I think so many people are, are, I don't, they're not turned off by it. Maybe they just don't know about it. But if you want this shit to last forever, if you don't want to have to go on another diet, like this is like doing this the right way. I was thinking of like names to call what I want to like market this as. And I'm like, yeah. this is like the death to your diet. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Like, yeah. What is, uh, what is this? What is the this alternative? Is your, this is your last diet. ever. <laughs> yeah. Last diet ever. This is what that is. This is fat loss forever. Your last diet ever. I don't know what I'm going to call it. Death yeah. to your diet. Like that's what this is. And then imagine you're healthy. You look great. You're confident. You're strong. You can like do the things you've always wanted to do with your friends and family and also be able to like go out and enjoy yourself and not be restricted because you can't have a carb. You could like the world is your fucking oyster at this point and you're eating a lot of food. That's the way to do it. Yeah. This, this fat diet shit is just not the way to do it. I just get fired up about it. It's For like, sure. it yeah. bothers me, dude, that people it have should. been. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense when you, when you start to like, you know, break it down. Like it just doesn't make, it just doesn't make sense. Like why would your, why would your only, um, you know, gauge of success be like how much you weigh on a scale for a short period of time? Like it just yeah. doesn't logically make any sense. What, what about the way you feel? What about your strength? What about your sleep? What about your digestion? What about the way you look? The way you look, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, if anything, that should be what you worry about. I had a client, I had a client the other day, she was, you know, in person and we were talking about, um, some of her biofeedback is suffering a little bit. And so where, you know, she's telling me about it and I was like, you know what? I was like, just send me your check-in, you know, cause it was her check-in day. And I look at her check-in and she looks great. And I'm like, <laughs> you're just in a fat loss phase. Yeah. I'm like, you're just at the end of your fat loss phase. Like biofeedback starts to suffer because your body is not, it doesn't want to change. Right. So, but you look great. So we, you know, now it's time we start reverse dieting her. Biofeedback started to tell us that it was ready to reverse diet. So we're reverse dieting her and she's continuing to look better and biofeedback's improving. She's got more energy. She's sleeping better. Her digestion's good. Like all this shit because she's got someone in her corner who's actually paying attention and cares about the long-term well-being and the sustainability of what she's doing. That fat That's diet awesome. shit. No good. No for the birds to wrap it up like how do people get started on changing their to killing their diets how do they put death to their diet kill, kill your diet death yeah. to your diet um the the first the, the best thing you can do is find someone who understands how this works you know like a lot of the like instagram fitspos and like I hate to say it, but a lot of them don't understand physiology well enough to optimize someone's internal health. So I think the best thing you can do obviously is to, to get a coach in your corner. Um, and if anyone who's listening to this is interested, like I'll hop on the phone with you just to help you 
just to guide you in the right direction. Like, even if it's not working with me, I'm so fed up with this shit that I literally will get on the phone with you just to like help you figure out who you should look to and who, who can help you. Um, the, the easiest thing you can do or the best thing you can do is get a coach. The easiest thing you can do is stop the fad diets and get some blood work done. Maybe work with a naturopath or, or honestly, like as online coaches, we're very holistic in our approach these days. A lot of my peers are as well, where we're more like, I guess like functional health specialists in, in a way, obviously not, um, not to the point that a naturopath is. And, and I work with naturopaths myself, but we just got to get you healthy and you might not be able to do that on your own. So stop the fad diets is the easiest thing you can do. The best thing you can do is to get a coach in your corner who understands how to fix this because you're not going to get the body you want until we optimize your health. If we don't optimize your health, you're just going to continue to look unhealthy yeah, and feel like shit. Yeah. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. We got a short, this is a shorter episode today. We're about at 45 minutes and uh, I got a quick game of overrated or underrated for you. Yes. <laughs> so this is the game that we play um, every week. Josh is usually asking the questions. So today, cause he's so, he's so <laughs> fired up about these fad diets that I'm going to, I'm going to be the host today of overrated yes. or underrated. Sick. All right. Overrated or underrated. Uh, Weight Watchers and Atkins. Fucking so, so overrated. I mean, not to be like insensitive, but like the Atkins guy is not alive. Right. (laughs) And they might have had a child molester involved with that. that Maybe. I don't know. Might have had a spokesman who was a child molester. Yeah. And and Weight Watchers is like the number one doctor recommended program. But like y'all doctors aren't nutritionists. So like, right. What I, I Overrated. 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 We got it. Uh, Jillian Michaels. (laughs) Oh, these are going to be good. So overrated. God, she does not understand anything about how the body even works. She's just a fucking... What's that show she was on? The Biggest Loser? Yeah. It's her. She's the biggest (laughs) fucking loser. (laughs) Um, uh, Paleo and keto diets. Um... Keto, I say, is overrated. Paleo, it's either, if it's overrated, it's like slightly overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never done it, and I've actually never put a client on it, so I don't know what biofeedback looks like. Um, but I'd say they're, keto's definitely overrated, like way. Paleo's like probably a little overrated. Okay. Uh, counting macros. Severely underrated. Flexible dieting for the win. Rest days. Severely underrated. That no days off shit is for the birds. Vacations. Also severely underrated. As long as you're actually like, like y'all unplug, de-stress, use the vacation for what it's for. Also like any companies out like in America, start doing unlimited vacation, please. Yeah. Like give your, like give your employees time to feel better so that they work harder. That's why, did you know Google, and I know I'm ranting on here. Do you know Google they do what they do in their workplace and like have nap pods and all that shit. And like all the like non work stuff. Cause the average American works like of their eight hours a day, they work like 
three hours. Right. And Google was like, well, shit, if we can turn that into four. Yeah. Like, by letting them take naps and, like, go rock climbing, that's awesome. Yeah. So they do, and that's why they are where they are. They're smart. Yeah. Um, all right, next one. Financial success. Accurately rated. Yeah. Titanic the movie. <laughs> um, I think it's it's accurately rated, but maybe slightly overrated because like there was room on that little piece of wood for the both of them. <laughs> yeah. Like Rose was a <laughs> selfish bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, why'd you have to let Leo die? Yeah. Come There's on. There's just not quite enough room up here. <laughs> it's like, yo, there's a big piece of wood. You're in the middle of the ocean. All right. Last two. Um, skipping breakfast. Uh, overrated. I mean, I don't... If you're not hungry in the morning... As a bodybuilder, I'm like, I wake up and I eat. But if you're skipping breakfast to, like, try to eat less, overrated. I saw on a... on a Was it a... Wheat thins. It was some box of cereal I, I saw the other day that was like guaranteed to hold you over till lunch. Yeah, I'm like, you're just advertising this shit as like have a bowl of cereal in the morning and then you're not gonna be hungry for three hours. Yeah. Like, like that's the goal. I just can't stand that. Goes on to the fat diet shit. I'm so over it. All right, yeah, overrated. Last one, gut health. Severely, wildly, incredibly underrated. Gut health is one of the most important things, y'all. If you're not digesting your food properly you're going to feel like shit and you're not going to have proper nutrient partitioning. Your blood glucose is probably going to be, you're probably going to be depressed. Serotonin is made of the gut. And I think you mentioned this in a previous podcast because you broke your tailbone mm -hmm. and you learned that laughter comes from your butt because yeah. it hurt to laugh. Well, so does progress and happiness <laughs> it all also comes, comes from, from your gut. Your gut. Yeah. So yeah, that was actually fun. I've never, been uh the the guest for that game so that was yeah. really fun um i i hope y'all enjoyed this episode and just listen to me fucking yell about this shit for like 45 minutes i had a really good time i had to get a lot of shit off my chest so i thank y'all for listening i hope it was enjoyable um if y'all want to support us if you like this episode and listen to me yell about shit please give us a five-star rating interview super easy to do screenshot this episode share it on your story if you agree that'd be awesome tag us when you share it so we can thank you as always you can find me on instagram at josh levine fitness you can find travis at travis hawks media please hit us up shoot us a message let us know what you think of the podcast we love to interact with you guys thank you all for tuning into episode seven of the struggle to strength podcast i'll yell at you next week peace